when it comes to sleep, you know, most people think uh, that one of the solution they need to have for sleep is melatonin pills or a sleep mattress or this tea or that herb or that supplement. But what we don't realize is uh, sleep does not happen by chance. It literally happened by design. The, the, the quality of the sleep that we get and how rested and energized we feel when we wake up the following morning is controlled by laws of physics. Our body is smart enough and all it needs is the right cues from its environment. And the main two cues that all of us are missing, one is morning sunlight and number two is darkness at night. And this consistency of continually getting that morning sunlight at the same time every day and continuously blocking artificial light after the sun sets is what sets every rhythm in our body. Welcome to the Menopause Mastery Podcast, a show for women just like you who are ready for more health, vitality, passion, living life with a purpose. I created this show because I knew that women just like me in this second season of life, the season of menopause, are really tapping into their deepest desires. And we're ready to harness our physical and mental health and explore what our true passions are and peel back the layers to uncover exactly what we want out of life. I'm your host, Betty Murray, part geek, part magician, and your new medical bestie with a dash of sass. I love taking the complex science and making it easier to integrate into daily life. So let's join the journey to make this season the best ever. Today, we're going to get into the circadian rhythm, the different spectrums of light, and how to use appropriate technology and when to use appropriate technology to actually manage circadian rhythm and light exposure. Today, I'm talking to Rudy Nassif, and Rudy is a renowned engineer, health entrepreneur. He's a martial artist, and he is truly actually a light expert, and he's revolutionizing the world of circadian lighting through his company called Viva Rays. And Viva Rays is a unique company because what he was looking at was how to innovate and advance harmonizing circadian light exposure and how to really use the quantum biological effects of light. He spent years, actually almost a decade, educating thousands of healthcare practitioners and doctors and truly equipping us with the knowledge that we need to optimize both the light environment and how to optimize light exposure and the spectrums of light throughout the course of the day and the evening to harmonize with nature. And he's really actually unparalleled in his understanding of the different spectrum of light. And some of the things that we talk about today are, you know, why you may want to change your glasses if they contain blue light blocking as your, as your prescription and may actually be detrimental. And how there's other spectrums of light that are important throughout the course of a day. And that it's not just about blocking one and blocking the other, but it's about moving that rhythm throughout the day into the evening and the night that actually optimizes our circadian rhythm, but optimizes is the quality of our sleep, the quality of our energy, and the quality of our hormone. We actually go into quite a bit of conversation about how those hormones play out, particularly in perimenopause and menopause, and why even our you know uh, stress chemistry and our light exposure may be leading to more symptoms of menopause and perimenopause. So his company, Viva Rays, is really cutting edge circadian light filtering eyewear. And it is also a company that has unwavering commitment to sustainability as well. So not only are they helping us be healthier, but they're a sustainable company. So join me today while I talk to Rudy about Viva Rays and appropriate light management for real healthy circadian rhythm. 
Okay, Rudy. So, you know, I'm a fan of your products. Uh, I'm a very big fan of your products. And I'd love to talk about how you got here because we all have a cool story and I'd like to know yours. Yeah, absolutely. I think my story began way back when I was a little kid at school. I was suffering from headaches, agitation, and inability to focus in the classroom. And I often misbehaved because I intuitively wanted to be outside. And my teachers did not like this. So I was diagnosed with ADHD and I was forced back into the classroom. And to be honest, Betty, that felt extremely torturing. And it disconnected me from me at a very young age. And as the years passed by, I literally got kicked out from something like seven different schools. And I was known as the rebel kid. Uh, that I was always in trouble. Now, eventually I made it to engineering school, but at this stage of my life, the, the quality of my life was declining very fast. I was staying up late uh, and partying, then waking up the next day, literally feeling like microwave garbage. Uh, I was completely disconnected from nature's rhythm, uh, constantly exhausted, unmotivated, both in my professional and in my social life. And I was dragging myself through the days, literally as if I was wearing a backpack full of rocks. So it was a very difficult time in my life. And I literally hit absolute bottom when I was literally fired from my job as an engineer. And uh, one morning after that, I woke up around 11 a.m. or even 12, and I found myself literally paralyzed, staring at the ceiling, completely aimless. and. I was feeling so much sadness and fatigue and I literally could not bring myself up or even come up with a compelling reason to do so. And after I lay down for, I don't, I don't even know how many hours, I used literally the last bit of remaining spark of energy and I made a committed decision somehow that I've had enough and that was time for me to make a hard left of this downhill. So it wasn't the easiest decision. I had to leave everything behind my, my, my career as an engineer. And I decided to travel into the unknown and to start learning from different uh, health, health experts and holistic doctors. So as I was traveling and learning, I started feeling extremely overwhelmed with all the different health opinions about what I should be doing. Different health gurus were pointing to different diets, uh, supplement companies, biohacking tools, and they all seem to contradict each other somehow. And no matter how many diets I tried, I wasn't feeling any better. I was like, oh my God, what's what's happening with me? Am I, like, I, I came to, to a point where I was feeling extremely hopeless. Now, miraculously, one specific event in my life changed all of that, and you'll be mind blown by its simplicity. I spent several weeks volunteering on a rural farm up north in Quebec in Canada. And throughout those six weeks, I was sleeping in my tent and I was only exposed to natural sunlight during the day and fire and candlelight during the evening. Now, within a matter of three days, literally, something magical was happening. I started winding down in the evening, feeling super relaxed, meditative and calm. And then sleeping shortly after the sunset, which is so odd to me, I've never done that. Then waking up before the sunrise for the first time in my life, feeling super rested, refreshed, full of energy and focused. I was like, whoa, 
I remember the first day I woke up like this, I did not know what to do with that. It's like, wow, who's that? <laughs> so I was farming outdoors all day, dancing, cooking, hiking, swimming in lakes. And I was able to achieve meaningful stuff in a day more than I did throughout my 20, 20, 21 years of being disconnected from me. Now, the question that arose in my head is like, well, Rudy, how, how did that magic happen? I didn't change my diet. I didn't take countless supplements and I was still exercising and meditating in the same way I was doing before. So everything my health gurus were telling me, I did not do on that trip, yet I, I experienced something transformational. So I was in complete awe. Now, unfortunately, when this trip ended, I returned back to the city. And at the time I was living in Toronto. And within a matter of few weeks, I fell back into my old self and I start feeling super wild and stimulated and I tossing and turning, uh, being lost in the universe of the internet, uh, roaming for information. And, and, and the worst part is that I start waking up feeling exhausted and unmotivated again. So I literally had the intuition right away to leave the city and go back and do another volunteering experience on a farm. And once again, in a matter of few days, I was able to restore perfect sleep, energy, and vitality that I've never felt before. So it was at this stage that I said, hmm, interesting, what's happening there? So I start wondering. And what I was noticing that all those farmers who lived up north, they had a quality of light in their eyes that I've never seen in the community of folks who were really obsessed about dogmatic diets and countless supplements and so on. And what I quickly realized is that those farmers up north lived a balanced rhythmic lifestyle that is very different than the lifestyle that most of us live in the city. And none of them needed uh, expensive supplements and dogmatic diets, and they were living to their optimal potential. And when I asked myself, okay, what's the common thing between all of them? I started observing, they had like specific patterns. All of them rose before the sunrise with no alarm clock. They never needed one. They spent a lot of their days outside moving. They ate seasonally. So the light in their environment determined the food that entered their mouth. Whatever grew around them, they ate. And they ate while the sun is out and at similar times every day. And they fasted when the sun is down. Also, their only source of light after the sunset was fire and candlelight. So if you think about it, they were living in complete harmony with nature's light and dark patterns. And another thing, light was driving every aspect of their life. The type of the food that they eat, the timing of their food, uh, when they wake up, uh, the, 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 the nature of the activity that they engage in. And when they go to sleep, all of these were determined by their light environment. And I realized, oh my God, could that be the magical recipe that is triggering this transformation in me? And this question literally led me to almost, I don't know, seven or eight years journey so, so far, deeply focusing and studying about light and its profound impact on our biology and our behavior and our sleep and mood. And been studying also quantum biology and circadian rhythms. And I learned that we are literally beings of light and the quality of the light that enter our eyes, determine the quality of our focus, productivity, mood, and well-being. And then I realized that one of the major problems I was being exposed to 
is the anytime I'm coming back to the modern backwoods and to the city, I was bombarded by artificial light from my phone, from my screens. But not only this, all the LED bulbs that I was surrounded with everywhere I went. So I start wondering whether there's a solution for me to be able to still engage in the modern world, to still live in the city while not being depleted by all this junk artificial light that we're constantly exposed to all the time. And that's when I discovered about initially blue light blocking glasses. And I went down that rabbit hole of trying so many and I wasn't getting any benefits. So uh, I started consulting words living experts to understand why is it that I'm not getting the benefits. And uh, as an engineer, I was able to discover different aspects and traits that most of the blue light blocking glasses in the market had that was not serving and that was not in alignment with how we need to block artificial light to truly protect our rhythm and our sleep. So I was so excited about it because I wanted a solution for myself. I did not even think about starting a business. I, I, I made my mind that I want to make my own. So uh, I, I bought a bunch of uh, different equipments and I connected with a doctor from a lab in Florida and we were bouncing calls back and forth and he helped me develop uh, a recipe that he shipped to me and I was experimenting in literally in the, in the backyard. And I came up with the first pair of glasses and they were phenomenal. I couldn't believe the results that I get. So I started making some for my friends. My mom had insomnia and menopause issues and she was suffering with hormonal imbalance for so long, which has led her to lose a lot of her hair. And she was in a really bad place. She couldn't learn, she, she couldn't focus. So I had a phone call with her and she was feeling so desperate. And I'm like, hey mom, I've been learning phenomenal things about light. You wouldn't believe it, but I think the solution is much easier than you ever think. She's like, what? Like, tell me more. I'm like, okay, are you willing to run an experiment with me for three days? And she's like, yes. I'm like, I'm gonna send you a pair of glasses. I also want you to be aware of your exposure to natural light during the day. So I told her exactly what to do in terms of harnessing the power of Pepsi light. And I gave her the glasses so that she can block junk artificial light at night. And to my surprise, after four or five days, my mom calls me and she has tears in her eyes. She's feeling amazing. And for the first time after 12 years, I believe, she was sleeping for eight hours to get. And fast forward today, my mom is a complete different person. She started her business. She's learning two different languages, English and Spanish, because now we're in Mexico. And she has profoundly transformed once she gained back her sleep. And it was much easier than I ever thought it would be. So all of this was were like different catalysts for me to start the journey of Viva Rays. Oh, that's so such an awesome, profound journey. Um, you know, the people that listen to my podcast know that, you know, sleep is, you know, I put that in the top two, right? You can, I, you can do a lot, but if you don't sleep well, right, you are not, you're going to be well. I mean, it's why I even have my braces was for airway. And I'm so glad that you, because we're going to talk particularly about the technology that's very unique about Viva Rays, that, you know, we have this junk light and everybody thinks, okay, I'm not going to play with my phone. I'm going to get off my iPads, but they don't realize all the lights we have in our homes, the lights we light our street with, and all of that is junk light. I mean, I walk outside in the city of Dallas and look up in the sky and I can't see stars. 
might see one or two, but we have so much junk light that we're exposed to and that it is profound. And most of us get up and leave for work before dawn or, you know, while it's still dark out, depending on what latitude you're in even get home after dark and we have no light exposure. So talk about, I know you mentioned the importance of the circadian rhythm, but how much um, early light exposure, especially in the morning, helps set that? Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to sleep, you know, most people think uh, that one of the solution they need to have for sleep is melatonin pills or a sleep mattress or this tea or that herb or that supplement. But what we don't realize is uh, sleep does not happen by chance. It literally happened by design. The, the, the quality of the sleep that we get and how rested and energized we feel when we wake up the following morning is controlled by laws of physics. And the main force that control how well we sleep and how rested we feel when we wake up is the circadian force, okay? And circadian, just to put it in simple words, it's a Latin word that means circa and dia. So it's approximately a day or 24 hours. And this uh, circadian force is primarily controlled by two main forces that will allow our body to know what time of the day, uh, what time of the day it is and when to do what, right? Because we are all wired to wake up. We don't eat, like most people today forgot that they have an internal alarm clock that allow them to wake up because we're so reliant on alarm clocks, which really sabotage our brainwave frequency first thing in the morning when we wake up to those devices. But the truth is that our body is smart enough and all it needs is the right cues from its environment. And the main two cues that all of us are missing, one is morning sunlight and number two is darkness at night. And this consistency of continually getting that morning sunlight at the same time every day and continuously blocking artificial light after the sun sets is what sets every rhythm in our body. And we have millions of cellular clocks and organs that rely on this rhythm. But when we wake up first thing in the morning, light into our eyes, there's a signal that is sent to a part of the brain called the hypothalamus where the circadian clock sits. And at this moment, the clock sends a signal to the adrenal gland to secrete cortisol and adrenaline. And this wakes us up. And most people know cortisol in the context of the stress hormone, but cortisol is extremely important first thing in the morning. We need this uh, healthy rising tide of cortisol because it's literally nature's cup of coffee. When we get that morning sunlight, cortisol in, uh, goes uh, uh, is elevated in a healthy way. We feel ready for the day. We feel alert, we feel focused, and we have this ambition to go after what we want in life. And it's no surprise that for 24 years in my life, I suffered every morning. I could not wake up. Now, why is that? Because I've never, I've never had that morning sunlight entering my eyes first thing in the morning. So I was missing on an essential component that is literally nature's cup of coffee. And what do most people do? They wake up, they grab their phone, they're scrolling on social media, they're doing mindless stuff. And not only this is disruptive to their rhythm, but also you're exposing yourself to a lot of garbage first thing in the morning, bad news, people wanting things from you. And this first hour, first thing in the morning is 
a very powerful window that will determine how we will live the day. And how we live the day will determine how we live our life. So if you think about it and take a step back, that first hour, if you start protecting that hour and doing the right thing, then you are setting yourself up to a greater day. And slowly, slowly, you are setting yourself up to a greater life. So instead of waking up first thing in the morning and turning artificial lights on, then making the habit of stepping outside. If you live on the ground level and you have a backyard, it's golden. Go outside barefoot on the ground and face east, look towards the sunrise and see the magic happening because it's literally that light that activate all the neurotransmitters and hormones that kickstart that ball in you that will allow you to achieve a lot more, that will increase your motivation and will increase your focus. So it's profoundly, profoundly important. But on the other side also, Betty, equally as important as the light is darkness. So we can think of light and darkness as yin and yang or two opposing forces that must interchange and balance. This is uh, this is not some kind of philosophy. This is uh, universal law. And this is these are laws of physics in nature. If you observe anything in nature, it's composed of polarities that must interchange and balance in order for whatever entity to sustain itself over time. And when any kind of interchange between polar opposite is unbalanced, this is when we run into problems and disease and residues of unbalance, which manifest as toxins in our bodies. In this case, nature has endowed us with the power of light and darkness. And this, these two signals are absolutely important because they signal to our body when to do what, right? And the body is not supposed to do everything at the same time. There's a time and place for for everything in our life. And when the time comes and the sun is setting, this is an absolutely important time that signals to our nervous system to start activating the parasympathetic nervous system, which is time for rest, digest. And no wonder why at the farm, I told you for the first time in my life, after the sunset, I was feeling calm, mellow, meditative. I was able for the first time to sit down and and imagine a better future for myself. And unfortunately for 21 years, I was extremely wired. Evening comes and I was under the delusion that I'm a night owl that, and, and that I have a lot of energy when the evening comes, but it was my, my, my behavior and the wrong things I was doing around light that was, that was driving me to feeling wired that night and eventually lost in the universe of the internet and chatting and social media. And the thing is, one bad habit leads to another bad habit, and it's a chain of bad habits that become a vicious circle. Out of a sudden, you stop. You find yourself in front of, in front of the computer. You tell yourself, you know what? I'm going to do this for 30 minutes. You get that blast of blue light in your eyes. Blue light increases your cortisol, the stress hormone, at the wrong time of the day. And basically what happens is cortisol is also connected to so many different hormones in the body. Out of a sudden, you find yourself in front of the fridge, you open the fridge and you're eating unconsciously. Now, why is that? It turns out blue light increases cortisol and cortisol increases your blood glucose level. And when your blood glucose goes up and it crashes down, it creates cravings for carbs and sugar. So it's like a long chain of bad habits that starts happening when you don't respect this natural light and dark cycles. 
Oh, it's so true. I, I have people tell me all the time, I'm a night owl, I swear. And I'm like, I need you to go on a camping trip with no artificial light just for a couple days. And let's see how late you actually stay up because I bet you you don't unless you force yourself. Right. You know, so it is it is important. So let's let's jump on the blue light conversation because, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about your technology because it's not just about blue light. It's about different wavelengths of light. But, you know, once everybody sort of figured out blue light was bad, they did some things to a lot of people's prescription glasses and too and things like that that aren't necessarily always beneficial, like putting blue light blocking in everything. Talk about that, because I think people don't understand. Yeah, absolutely. This is a big misconception. Unfortunately, most people today are coming to believe that blue light is bad. Now, I'll tell you what, based on years of uh, experimentation, the one thing I learned about nature is that there's no such a thing like good or bad in nature. Everything is relative. And blue light also is not good or bad. It's really relative. It could be good when we're exposing ourselves to it at the right time and the right amount but it becomes bad when we expose ourselves to it at the wrong time and in the wrong amounts. Now, what do I mean by this? When we wake up first thing in the morning, we go outside. All of us are mind blown and we feel the magic of the blue sky and the sun rising. And when this happens, there's a lot of blue light in nature, obviously. And this blue light, as I mentioned, Previously, it wakes us up, it increases cortisol and adrenaline at the right time of the day so that we can feel focused, energized, and ready for the day. But if you take the spectral curve of sunlight, which is uh, basically a tool called the spectropolar mirror that measures the light that is present in any given environment, it tells you what colors there is in the white light of the sun, which is composed of the colors of the rainbows, ranging from blue all the way up to red. What you, what you will observe is the proportion of blue light is always balanced with all the other colors. And blue light is balanced with orange and red light. So you never get a blast of blue light in nature that is not balanced with orange and red. And one thing we know about blue light is because it's a very high energy uh, frequency of light, it's very stimulating and it also it, it also increases inflammation okay it increases increases something called the reactive oxygen species which is not something bad because when you exercise reactive oxygen species go 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 high and they actually stimulate your immune system and your nervous system however it becomes bad when those uh, those inflammatory um, uh, particles are continuously increasing and there's no phenomena to clean them out. And what we learned about light is actually orange and red light are anti-inflammatory, right? And blue light is inflammatory. So when they're present together, they're creating this balance interchange that is perfect for us. The problem is that when we wake up and we blast blue light in our face from the phone or from an LED ball, the LED bulb has a spike of blue light at 455 nanometer that has that is not balanced and proportionate and red light. And this is where blue light becomes inflammatory. It leads to degeneration of the eyes, eye cells. And this is oftentimes when people 
get a lot of headaches, eye strain, and they feel agitated. Like in my case, when I was a kid at school, and I was intuitively wanting to be outside for a reason. Now, the problem is that if you go to any optometrist office, they are actually putting these uh, blue light uh, filters for everyone, and especially for people who are wearing prescription. So what happened is those people are going outside and they're not getting a portion of that blue purple that is extremely important. Think of light as a nutrient. And just like when you eat foods, there's no one nutrient that is more important than the other. You need a balanced amount of the different nutrients and vitamins to live uh, a healthy life. Similar with light, there's no one uh, frequency of light that is more important than the other. You need that full spectrum of light so that you can live a healthy life. Also, you probably know, Betty, if, if someone takes, for example, a lot of a specific mineral and they, they overdose on it, it becomes extremely toxic and it could, make, it could make them sick. And in the same way with light, if we overdose on one frequency, it becomes extremely toxic. And in this case, it's the blue light that we may be overdosing on. But the idea is it's not about blocking that blue light all the time. It's, like, it's about finding ways to making it more balanced and more proportionate. And it's about eliminating it at night. Because if you think about it, our ancestors have never been exposed to any form of blue and green light after the sunset. And the firelight is extre extremely warm. It has a color temperature of 1,900 kelvins, which almost has no blue and green light. Uh, so, so when it comes to blocking blue light, we need to think two ways. Number one, during the day, you don't want to block blue light. You want to find a way to balance the amount of blue light that goes through your eyes. Number two, at night, this is when you need to eliminate not only blue, but all blue and green light. And the glasses that are often sold at optometrists, they are clear blue light blocking glasses. And those glasses block a portion of blue-purple light. So they're not effective at night because they're not eliminating all blue and green light, but also they're useless during the day because guess what? If you observe the spectral curve of an LED bulb, it doesn't have any blue-purple emission. It starts at 430 nanometer and peaks at 455 nanometers. So all of these clear blue light blocking glasses are somehow blocking a portion of blue light that is not even emitted by harmful devices. So it's extreme waste of time and waste of money. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because it's such a, you have to almost fight because I, I wear corrective lenses to drive and I had to fight. I was like, no, I don't want blue blocking in it. I just give me my corrective lenses, you know, um, you know, because it's just pretty much considered standard now without any real thought about these other spectrums of light and how they play a role. You know, so tell me, so because you have created several different types of glasses. And the other thing I found, because I've been using blocking glasses for years, right? You know, as soon as I started seeing the research and I found, you know, all of them worked a little bit, but, you know, some of them seemed too much because they, you know, or not enough. So talk about that, because there's, you know, if we were to stand outside and watch the sun go down, we don't go from bright light to black in a minute. So there's yes. also that piece. Yeah, absolutely. Like in nature, there's an orderly sequence to how light changes. And it's almost like as the sun rises, there's like a sequence of adding layers on top of 
uh, on top of a layer on top of a layer. So the moment the sun is rising, there's a lot of orange, red light and infrared light. And then slowly in an orderly manner, blue and green lights start increasing. And that's when we start feeling that awakening response. When cortisol increases and we feel like uh, awake and ready for the day. But it's also similar uh, during the second half of the day. As the sun is setting, the sun, the, the nature starts taking away one layer at a time. It starts with the blue and the green, which is the highest frequency. They start taking away those frequencies. And then slowly, slowly, we start moving into the orange, into the red, and into the dark night, uh, the dark night sky. And you can think of light as information, okay? And this information is literally informing our body about our environment. And as a result, when our body knows what's happening in the environment, it adapts in an appropriate way. So for example, when the sun is setting and we're getting that light information into our eyes, the nervous system activates a part that allow us to relax and to start winding down. And what happens often is people, if they happen to watch the sunset, they come back home and they are exposed to the second sun from their devices and from their LED bulbs. And what happened is after getting the right light of, uh, light of information and the body start doing its, pro its, 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 its proper routine to help you get into a rejuvenative night's sleep, out of a sudden, you snap the body from that mode and you tell it, oh my God, it's 12 noon again. And the body increases cortisol and start doing the wrong thing at the wrong time. And that's extremely problematic because not only it will make you wired and stimulated, but it will change your behavior at night and it will prohibit you from accessing a true restful night's sleep. And you know what I hear a lot, but Rudy, I sleep amazing. I'm like, you know what, for 21 years, I've always thought and deluded myself that I sleep amazing just because I was sleeping nine to 10 hours. But if you sleep eight to 10 hours, it doesn't mean that you're getting rejuvenated night's sleep. And the true key to knowing whether you're sleeping well or not is assessing how do you feel when you wake up? Are you springing out of bed? Are you, are you feeling a flow of energy and motivation and aliveness in you that drives you to go after what, you, what you're ambitious about? And if not, then chances are you're not really getting a restful night's sleep. And one of the key factors that contribute to this is our exposure to artificial light at night. So you were speaking about how nature um, has an order of sequence of how light moves. It's very dynamic. And therefore, if we think, okay, we need to block blue light, we cannot think about blocking blue light in the same way all day because if this it's like trying it's like living under a sun that doesn't change its position in the sky so imagine like living a day when when the sun is at 12 noon and 24 hour passes and the sun is still 12 noon it would be torturing like people people would really lose their minds after three days so and and that's what happens uh, on a on a smaller scale in in, in our lives because we try to, uh, let's say, block blue light in the same way all day. It's We're not experiencing the uh, dynamic aspect of the light moving. So this is why we created uh, 
the VivaRays technology, for example, it's composed of three different lenses, which you could snap on and, and interchange at different times of the day. And by the way, the reason why I would never wear these is because I'm sitting outside. And if you're outside, you do not want to put anything in front of your eyes that block that full spectrum of light nutrition that we spoke about. But anytime I move indoors and if it's daytime, I'm sitting in front of my screen where I'm surrounded by artificial lights around, I put my daytime glasses and they're designed to harmonize the nasty peak of blue light at 455 nanometer and making it more balanced and proportionate with the yellow and green. So remember, during the day, it's not about blocking blue light. It's about making that blue light more in harmony and in balance with the other frequencies of light. And this is primarily what these glasses are engineered to do. And that's why oftentimes all of our clients feel extremely happy because they're, oh my God, I'm no longer experiencing eye strain, headaches, eye fatigue, and agitation as I'm working on my computer all day. And they often notice that they have a lot more energy by the end of the day. So they're not being depleted by being in front of screens and surrounded by artificial lights all the time. And what I always tell people, the glasses are not enough. You really need to deliberately make the choice of taking breaks every 90 minutes or so and um, stretching your vision into, uh, into distances because we're not designed to only look at screens that are very close to our eyes. We're designed to look around in a vast environment of beauty and colors. So exercise that, go outside, get that sunlight in your eyes, take a break, take a few breaths. And it's profoundly important because it's going to boost your productivity and you're going to come back. You'll be able to retain more information if you're studying something. If you're working on a project, it's going to boost your creativity. So it's profoundly important. Now, uh, around the sunset, depending on where you are on Earth, depending on the season, it's going to change when, when the sun will set. But no matter what time it's setting, what I would invite people to do is for the next three days, challenge yourself to go outside for at least 15 minutes while the sun is setting. And it does not matter whether you can see the sun directly or not. What matters most is that you are outside exposing your body and your eyes to that slowly fading uh, sunlight. And remember, light is information. So you're getting a profoundly important information that has the power to change your life, to change your sleep, to change your hormones. And uh, don't take my word for it. Please try it. It's only as short as three days. If you listen to this last part of the podcast, where I'm saying why you need to do with the glasses and with natural light, I invite you to try it for three days and, and let, me, let me know what happens because it's truly magical. In most cases, it works in, in, in three days. Um, so, yeah, being outside around the sunset is extremely important. Now, coming back home, you really want to avoid exposing yourself again to uh, contaminated sources that will confuse your brain about the time of the day. And this is where the evening lenses comes in. And you don't need different frames. We have this technology where you can just snap and go. And these glasses mimic the fire at 1,800 Kelvins. And perhaps some of the listeners have been camping or have been around the fire. So think about how do you feel around the fire? 
I mostly, when I ask people this question, they said, I feel relaxed, I feel calm, yet I have the energy to dance, cook, socialize with my friends. And when we engineered these glasses, we were trying to mimic those aspects of the light and its effect on our nervous system. So oftentimes when people put these glasses, they're like, wow, like they, they, they feel like an instant relaxation. And the reason why this happens is because their nervous system is off guard suddenly right because they're like bombarded by all these blue lights around and the nervous system is so wired so tense and out of a sudden they put their glasses and boom they drop their guard and they're like oh my god and that's exactly what i experienced on the on on that farm that effect of feeling calm feeling relaxed feeling mellow after the sunset now lastly about one hour before bed we we ask our client to switch to the nighttime glasses and most of our clients call these the sleeping pill, though we did not have an intention to, to create a pill. And that's that's actually the opposite mindset from a pill. But so one of the reasons why our clients say it's a sleeping pill is because it puts them to sleep in 15 to 20 minutes. They start getting those yawns, they're ready for sleep. And then they start noticing that they're waking up with a lot more energy. And there's nothing magic there. It's laws of nature. And what these glasses are doing, they're eliminating obstacles. They're eliminating the blue and the green light that usually stimulate us and disrupt our sleep, decreases our melatonin production, and lead us to waking up feeling beaten up and, garbage, and microwave garbage. So uh, there's no magic there. It's laws of nature. All, 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 all these glasses are doing, they're eliminating obstacles, and the body knows how to thrive. And I think, Betty, you may agree, but we make a state of mind recently in our modern world where we think we always need things from the outside to, to help our body to do something. But what we often don't think about is like, what are those things that we could eliminate rather than adding first that will allow the body to thrive in its optimal state? And then if you want to add things, go ahead and add whatever you want to add. But I always tell people, think first about what you need to eliminate and, and how you can make space for true health and wellness. And then if you wanted to add things, take yourself to, to the next level, then, then awesome. Yes, I would agree. You know, it's um, I, if I had a dollar for every time somebody asked me, what's the perfect supplement for blah, 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 as a you know, nutrition scientist and professional, and that, you know, at the end of the day, if you're not living kind of in line with nature, if you're not getting out in nature, you're not breathing, you're not seeing the spectrum of light, of sunlight and darkness and, and eating real food, there's, there's no biohack available that replaces those things. There's definitely things that layer on top, but you can't, you can't fight nature because we are an animal, even though we're a lot more sophisticated and have a lot of cool toys you know, at the end of the day. And I can tell you, so this is, you know, shameless plug for these glasses. Like I said, I've had different forms of amber blocking glasses. And what for me made the difference was the daytime ones being able to wear. I mean, I sit and write for hours on end as a PhD and then being able to put the other ones on as I move into nighttime. So I'm not, so I'm getting a natural transition. And then of course the dark, because a lot of the other ones either didn't have the true spectrum or they weren't dark enough at night. And it's just being able to do that within the same pair of glasses, but to be able to flip them out and take them with me, it's been huge. 
And like I said, I've had a lot of the other brands and none of them have worked that well because again, I think they either block that purple green spectrum completely or they aren't, they don't have the amber and they don't have the transition piece that's so important. It really is, you know, it really, yeah, really is. Based on so many glasses that we've tested, what we saw, there's a lot of patterns of either blocking too much light at the wrong time of the day or blocking too little also. So it seemed like very few companies were doing actual testing and were strategically designing different lenses for different times of the day. It almost became like a marketing gimmick. And one of the dangers of marketing gimmick is that you have, uh, you know, manufacturers in China that are very ready to produce for the masses, whatever the masses are asking for. And what struck me is when I start going out to optometrist offices and I had my spectrocolor meter with me and I was interviewing them about those blue light blocking glasses and all of them were so passionate about how well they work. But what struck me is that none of them has have, have taken the time to test anything. And every time I performed the test in front of them, they had this intensely surprised uh, reaction. They just did, that, did not know. And some of them were like, oh, wow. Like they were interested to learn more. And with some others, they had like a cognitive dissonance kick in because it was like something they've done for so long and they did not like uh, seeing something they did not expect. But it was interesting. So yeah, I invite people, if you want to get into getting a blue blocking glasses, make sure that the company is uh, transparently sharing the graphs and ask a lot of questions. If you already own a pair and you're not sure, shoot me an email at support at vivarez.com. And we're so transparent. And if it's uh, a company that we've tested, we'll let you know what we what we saw. And we, 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 we say transparently about who are the few companies that are actually doing a good job as well. And if it's a company that we've not tested, then we are always eager to test new new glasses. And so we'd, we'd be happy to test it and let you know also. Yeah, because it's just because it's for looking doesn't mean it actually does what it's supposed to do. You know, and I think yes. people think, oh, it's just a color spectrum. It's not. It has, it has to actually, you know, block or semi-block those rays. So something else I think that's important, you're all into sustainability too. Right. So talk yes. a little bit about that. They're not being made and just who cares what happens to the planet. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we don't want to be solving one problem on one side of uh, resolving the uh, junk light that is destroying our health, but on the other side, destroying the environment. Unfortunately, when you get into the e-commerce uh, space, uh, very few people care about how they produce their products and about the history of the material that they're sourcing. And when I started uh, the Viva Rays business, again, I did not have an intention to start a business. And at the time I was doing a lot of uh, experiences in the forest and farming and learning about uh, true ways of living sustainably. So I was so passionate about that aspect already. And when my sister, started encouraging me to start Viva Rays and started uh, helping me see how many people will be able to help through that. I was very deliberate about the products that I wanted to use. And I questioned every aspect of it. And it literally took me three years longer than what I usually take because it was not easy to source unusual materials. When you are trying to work with factories, they, they work with 
mass production. And for them, they don't really care about the impact that they're causing on Earth. What they truly care is producing for the masses. And when the masses do not pay attention about what they invest in, that's the true, uh, that's the true problem. Because I hear a lot of people saying, well, I could get uh, much cheaper glasses from Amazon. Yeah, you could, but not only the glasses are not tested, you're also buying into, uh, you know, garbage material that is not only hurting the earth, but it's hurting the future generation, it's hurting your kids. But we often as humans don't tend to think uh, longer than, uh, you know, a few, few weeks from, from today. Uh, mind as well thinking about 10 years or 100 years from now. But I think we really need to start thinking about those things. Otherwise, we'll cause ourselves uh, annihilation and our self-destruction. So with that being said, yes, uh, ethical sourcing and uh, sustainable uh, practices are one of our greatest values. And we're continuously thinking about how we can get better at that and get better at that and get better at that. And while it slows us down a lot, it does not matter because not everything is about speed and acceleration. Sometimes it's about taking the time to find new ways to do new things in different ways that that will perhaps, uh, you know, inspire others to change their practices. So we do source uh, our wood from FSC certified um, material, which means that all of the wood is harvested from forestry that is well managed and that, uh, that, are, uh, that are being sustained. And we also have a new material that we uh, recently launched. Uh, it's 100% uh, biodegradable and, and it's plant-based. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're proud that we're able to uh, take our time to source better, uh, better materials for the environment. And we truly appreciate the support of our clients who also are willing to invest in, in this value because without, without the people, and their willingness to invest in those values, we will go out of business and we cannot make a change because it's easier to you know, say, okay, I'm gonna buy for this cheaper product that is plastic. But then if you think on the long-term, is it really serving you? Is it really serving your kids and your future generation? Yeah, that's, thank you so much for doing that because you're right, especially online. There's just, you know, a lot of subterfuge and there's a lot of money being made without any consideration for the future, for sure, for sure. So is there any last, like, tidbits of information you would love my listeners to know? Obviously, we've talked a lot about the spectrum of light and, and blocking at the right time. What, what would you, if you were to leave them with, like, one or two things they really want to think about, what would that you be? You know, I, I really promised myself that I really wanted to touch a little bit about uh, menopause and women's hormone. Uh, and while this could get a little bit more technical, I'm going to try to keep it as simple as possible. But I know that your podcast is about uh, menopause and women's hormone. And, and you can get technical. You can get technical. We, they, we, they love technical. Okay. We, are, we are a technical crowd here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, amazing. So basically what I want the listeners to know that Yes, light is information and light creates reality on so many different aspects. In fact, the light that enters our eyes, it programs our fertility steroid and sex hormones, okay? So the master sex hormone, pregnenolone, which is produced in the mitochondria, it is produced in response to morning sunlight and particularly UVA light. And the body uh, converts some of this pregnenolone uh, to cortisol, which again, I, I explained how it wakes us up first thing in the morning. And the rest 
is converted converted to sex hormones like estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, which are very important to keep your energy levels up, but also extremely important for useful skin, for healthy hair, and uh, and for sexuality and fertility. Now, the thing is uh, how this relates to, to, to light and darkness. There's a German scientist called Fritz Holweg. Uh, he published many studies showing that when we're exposed to artificial blue light, our mitochondria perceives it somehow as a threat because it increases our cortisol and adrenaline in abnormal ways. And basically, similar to back in the days, if we were to be in the jungle, if we were to see a tiger uh, in front of us, that would cause a lot of uh, cortisol to be secreted in the body. And then basically all of the pregnenolone is converted to cortisol and none of it is left to be converted as, as sex hormone. And basically, this happens one time in the jungle, but in our modern world, it's happening every single day. We're bombarding ourselves with junk artificial light, and all of the pregnenolone is being continuously converted into cortisol, and none of it is being converted into sex hormones. And this really starts taxing our sexual glands, leading to brain fog and sluggish. So to 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 to, uh, to touch a little bit on menopause, during menopause, I think the listeners know, but maybe not, the ovaries start to slow down the production of the sex hormones. And our adrenal glands are supposed to compensate by producing small amounts of est estrogen and progesterone. And this helps women to transition more smoothly without experiencing those crazy hot flashes and inability to sleep at night and food craving and so on. However, when women like my mom are exposed to a lot of chronic stressors like artificial light at night, the conversion of pregnenolone to cortisol is continuously forced. And this can result in a lack of estrogen and progesterone leading to uh, all those common menopause symptoms uh, and also leading to a lot of sleep problems. But the good news there is that by mastering the light that enters your eyes, by going first thing in the morning and getting that morning sunlight, so you get your pregnenolone, and by blocking artificial light during the day or using a technology that is balancing the excessive blue light while blocking all blue and green light at night, women can help their bodies to produce the right hormones to make that transition a lot more easier because it's supposed to be easy. It's not supposed to be a transition where you suffer. And by creating the healthy light environment, women can support their bodies in producing the hormone they need to feel their best, to sleep better, to have more energy and focus. And I do tell women that basically during that age, this is when your genius really starts, literally. And for most people and most women and most men, unfortunately, when they hit their 40s or 50s, they're already in the mindset that, oh my God, I'm aging means I can no longer do things, uh, means I got to retire, and this whole type of thinking. Truth is, if you observe every kind of genius that came to the earth, their genius hit at 50 or 60. And they will tell you that it's a very powerful time, especially when women are retaining their blood. They're no longer losing a lot, a lot of blood because uh, on, their, uh, on their moon, 
basically there's a lot of power and minerals and 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 vitamins and 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 energy and support within that blood being retained in the body that i do believe allow the movement to tap into that period of time where they become a lot more wise and they they start uncovering and unrevealing their true genius so it just starts there it doesn't end there Oh my gosh, thank you for saying that. Everybody, because they know this, my whole mandate is second season of life and women have a legacy to leave and we just need to realize and, and feel good in our body and, and know that that energy is there to do that. So thank you, Rudy, for saying that because it is 100% in, in alignment with my message to everybody, you know. And you are right. The, ge the geniuses, whether it's male, female, usually usually shows up in our 50s and 60s, not generally our 20s. Every once in a while, you get an outlier, but mostly the genius hits later. Yes. <laughs> so that's so. Thank you so much for for everything you've explained because I think it's um, much more than what people probably thought. Oh, junk light, not junk light. There's just so much more to it, and there's. Um, a beauty and a rhythm to playing along with nature and 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 getting back into what we were designed to do to really help the body be healthy. So I'm excited. And I'm excited to use my Viva Ray. So anybody, if you're watching this online, you can see the different ones that we're talking about because I've been using them for a while. And, and like I said, I've owned a lot of different pairs and these are very, very different, way more effective. So you can check out Viva Ray's. We'll have links in the, in the show notes and everything for people to check out as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, by the way, I'd love also to share with your audience, perhaps I'm not clear yet uh, whether we share, like we created a guide for women, a uh, very short guide to help them harness the power of healthy life and eliminate junk life to take mastery of their hormones, sleep and so on. So perhaps I could share that. And there's also the e-booklet. It's about like 40 pages, very easy to read. Uh, it's called Light, the Key to Mastering Your Sleep and Energy. And I've culminated all of this knowledge and put it in simple ways so a three years old could really understand it and implement it and start getting the benefits. So perhaps we could leave those links also so your audience could access them and download them for free. Absolutely. We'll make sure that those are in the show notes for sure. For sure. Rudy, thank you so much for being on Menopause Mastery. This has been a wonderful conversation. I could I could talk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, for sure. So thank you. Thank you for having me, Betty. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Menopause Mastery Podcast. You are why I'm here, and I am so very grateful. Hit subscribe so you don't miss any wisdom on creating the most exceptional life on our terms. If this episode has helped you in any way, please share it with a friend to spread the love, and together we rise. You can follow me on social media at Betty Murray PhD. And you can reach me online at bettymurray.com. Oh.